Well, I uh, I can't make excuses anymore. Can't do it. Can't do it. Good day to you. Welcome on a Tuesday. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. And uh, cold out today. Feels like uh, Christmas. Feels like, although we don't have any snow. But I know it's going to get warmer throughout the week. But uh, good game last night. The rain, although I can't believe the Eagles fell yet again. The Eagles are going through some problems right now. 10-4 and four in the season. And the Seahawks, well, the Seahawks continue to win. They are now at 7-7. Seven and seven. They have gotten their season back to 500. And they are uh, locking themselves up for a uh, postseason berth. While the Green Bay Packers continue to deflect. And Matt LaFleur, I, 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 I listened to this yesterday. And I want to I start off with this. I want, you to let, I want you to hear what Matt LaFleur had to say yesterday. I want you to hear it because I can't defend Matt LaFleur anymore. Now, the only thing I will say, when we had Mike Clemens on yesterday, and I said, Mike, look, who could be another play caller for this defense? And, you know, if, if, if they indeed decided to let Joe Barry go. And Mike didn't really have an answer. He said, I don't know if any of these guys are capable. So that would be the only reason that you would have to hang on to Joe Barry. I can't listen to Matt LaFleur talk about being outcoached every week. If you're outcoached every week, dude, you don't you shouldn't be a coach. I can't do it anymore. You know, it's one thing to fall on the sword for your guys, but communication, that's on coaches. Being out coached, that's on coaches. You're not a good coach anymore. Every week, you're, it's the same thing. Give him credit. We were out coached. We were outplayed. You know, okay, he's got to answer all the questions for Joe Barry. Well, it was communication. Dude, we're, we're 15, 14, 13 weeks into this season now. And you're still having the same problems. That's coaching. That's all you. All you. So before I go any further, okay, this is where today falls, and I'm going to say this at the, at the beginning and at the end. If Matt LaFleur, or I shouldn't say that. Let me, let me give, give me a second here. What Matt LaFleur said yesterday is a complete disservice to the Green Bay Packers and the guys inside that locker room. This is Matt LaFleur yesterday meeting with the media. I want you to listen to the whole thing, and then we're going to talk about it. Here's Matt LaFleur. Did you, uh, did you watch this one last night? Did you like to watch first by yourself or an assistant or two? How did you review that game? Yeah, I watched uh, every phase last night and then came back in early this morning and rewatched it and then watched it with our staff. And, um, you know, same thing showed up. And every time I watched it, just what's disappointing is when you go out there and it's basic concepts, doesn't matter what phase but basic install, like day one install, and we have self-inflicted communication errors and guys, quite frankly, not in the right spot. I mean, that, that's, that's tough to watch. And it happened. It wasn't just on defense. There was, there was some plays certainly on offense as well, and, um, and it's unfortunate. It, it, and credit to Tampa. They took advantage of it. Um, going back through, um, um, you know, one thing I'll say ab about Baker is, I mean, he was letting it rip. He was very decisive and letting it rip. And I know there was a lot of wide open throws, but there were also some tight window throws that he was able to 
to to make the uh, throw, in particular that that seam versus Tampa too. I mean, credit to him; he made a hell of a play. How does, uh, is, is Joe going to remain your DC, your your play caller for the rest of the season? Yeah, that's that is plan. Why do you think he puts your defense in the best position to win these couple games? Well, like I said, I mean, this is not. If I thought that that was the solu best solution today, then you'd. We'd make that decision, but um, when you're having basic communication problems and you're supposed to be in a certain coverage or a certain rotation and we're not getting that communication, that, that's what's so disappointing to me is the fact that it was just, it was poor communication and it, it always starts with us. I mean, as it starts with myself and then it goes to all our assistant coaches. So obviously the coaching wasn't up to up to the standard and then our performance on the field uh, definitely showed that as well. I don't know how it works sometimes for getting guys to line up in the right spot, especially with that day one stuff. But if it, if it does start with coaching, if it's not getting relayed to the players, why, why retain Joe? Because I've seen us execute this stuff before. So, uh, you know, it just it's unfortunate that it happened at this time of the year in such a, a an important game, um, and I but I've seen us execute it earlier in the year and or in previous games. And um, now certainly are, are there some calls? I, I think I'll be the first one to admit there's a couple of play calls that I would like to have back in that game. Um, I know there's some that Joe would like to have back uh, in particular. Some of those you know third and three to four yard plays where we're playing soft zone and they can easily uh, get a, a free completion. Um, just like there were a couple calls I'd like to have back in the red zone and that's football. Um, but hopefully we can learn from that and not make that same mistake twice. Because I have no idea how chaotic it is on the headsets, but is there ever a time where you might hear a call and you can jump in and say, you know what, no, let's not do that. Let's do something else. Does that ever happen? That would be a challenge. I think that's something that you almost have to talk about prior to. Um, but certainly, yeah, in the heat of the moment, like that's happened before where, hey, we need to be more aggressive here, send, send zero blitz. But usually you do that before the play call is made. So Matt, I'm sorry, maybe I'm just dumb, but I don't understand how the communication's an issue. And a bunch of your guys in the locker room talked about it. So how does that happen? Like, is that? Joe not being clear with the play caller on the field, Quay or Devondre, is it them not relaying it? Like, I don't, can you explain how it happens? Yeah, it happens by people not talking and setting the front a certain way or making sure that the safety rotation is this, the right way so, you, so your backers aren't bossed over one way and you're rolling that way. It just, there was, there was way too many examples of that and it, it as dumbfounded as you are right now, that's how that's how I felt watching it. I noticed yesterday Tyler Davis on defense is holding up little cards. I think maybe personal cards. Is that something new that you've done for communication on the field? Yeah, we, we started that this year. Yeah, just to help, again, easier way. to. It's obviously easier when you look at the sideline. You can see the personnel grouping, the personnel card. Um, I think it's pretty common practice in this league. A lot of teams do that. And we thought that was something that would help us. Uh, so we, we started doing that earlier in the season. I'm 
play as pretty full as it is, but you take a bigger role on defense the next three weeks to make sure that communication is more on point? Absolutely. I know we've asked this before, and, and you've said it's just injury, but did you guys just miscalculate how long Jair would be out? Because obviously if he's out four games, you put him on IR. We're up to six games now, and he's been practicing limited for about a month. Is there something more than just the injury that's preventing him from getting on the field? Yeah, I'd say it's more of a miscalculation. When you say you take a bigger role in communication, what does that look like in, in terms of how it's different than what's been happening? I, I just got. I've got to be more present with those guys and making sure that you know we're all on the same page. Because if I mean, football is. If you don't have all 11 on the same page, it, it obviously starts with our, our staff, making sure all our coaches are in lockstep. But if you don't have all 11 on the same page, it takes one guy and then everything goes to crap after that. Um, and you get exposed. And unfortunately, we got exposed in a, a really, really bad way yesterday. Ben, ben you now has a career high in sacks this year with six and a half. What have you liked? Especially yesterday with two and just all season long, what he's, what he's giving you in the middle of that defensive line. Yeah, you could argue he's been our most consistent performer um, on that side of the ball, I would say, throughout the course of the season. And, um, you know, you can, always, you can always bank on the fact that you're going to get his best effort. Ben, you said yesterday you were going to go look for solutions, so we've talked a lot about the problems. Other than you getting more involved, what other kind of solutions are you thinking you need? You know, beyond communication fixes to be better defensively? Well, I think that's the, the number one thing. I really do. And um, like I said, you, you got to have all 11 guys, and it doesn't just, it's not just on the defense side of the ball. There was, there was a handful of critical plays late in that game that we had offensively where we didn't have everybody on the same page. We had a couple busted routes on a, on a third and 10. Um, you saw it on the, the third and seven. Um, so <laughs> those are critical situations, plays that extend your ability to you know, extend drives and, and get you into scoring position. And that's unfortunate when that happens um, because, sure, you're, you're going to get beat sometimes. You're not going to convert a third down, but you just don't want it at the expense of your own mistakes. If they make a play, they're getting paid too. You know, give them a lot of credit. But um, there were some situations throughout the course of the game that I feel like that we should be able to control. And now whether or not we make the play, then we either do or we don't. So, so like, is the Evans touchdown a communication example? Because it looks like Rudy's got two bad choices, right? Either get over late to help Stokes or the other, I don't know who the other receiver is, but he's going the other way and he's uncovered completely. Like, was that a communication issue, or is that? Yeah, well, Rudy had to take the through route. So, I mean, we need tighter coverage right there. And I think I, I think Mike Evans is, um, that's why, a lot, you know, the game plan going into it was to play a little bit more two-shell to try to alleviate some of the explosive plays. Obviously, that didn't, didn't matter. <laughs> um, I want to say there was 14 explosive plays or whatever it was. Um, just far too many, and um, so yeah, he ran a good route on the play. The ball was on time. We didn't get get home with the pass rush, um, and you know it's it's 
it's frustrating, I would say, when, when you are able to sack a guy five times within the course of a game, you would think that, all right, we're going we're gonna to do some good things. And that obviously wasn't the case. We had, we had the sack fumble that J.J. made a great play on, or Kingsley Ingabare, um, you know, backed up. And that was a that was a heck of a play by him, and then we we had one other stop, and that was it for the for the entirety of the game. You talked about some of the Godwin receptions, like back to back twenty yards, seemingly in front of the safeties. Yeah, that was another one. I mean, where we were, they were there was one of the plays we were in an empty set, um, and one guy gets misaligned. We're supposed to we're, we're trying to check to our three deep coverage, which the concept they had on, quite frankly. Uh, is now one that you really want versus three deep four under, and we, you know, it just, it's, it was a bad deal because we never got the check, and so now you've got basically Dre on two receivers, and you don't have the rotation coming his way, so it was, it was a bad deal. Does, forgive me for not remembering how it works. Does Joe speak the play right into the? Helmet, or does it go to Kirk or somebody else? No, it's it's directly. That's all you got. All right, there you go. That's it. That was Matt Lafleur yesterday. I want to go over this when we come back. Stay tuned. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about this. I want to go over certain things that he stated because it it's infuriating. If you're a Packers fan, it's infuriating. It really is. It's 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 beyond this now. It's beyond this. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. They can still get you for the barbecue lover on your gift list. If you got a barbecue lover, they can still get it to you. Order it today. They'll ship it out today, and you can either have it tomorrow or uh, coming up on Thursday. That way you can wrap it up. It's in the gift box. All you got to do is wrap it up, stick it under the tree. You're good to go for the barbecue lover in your life. That is our friends at BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 in the window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now, pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends 12-31-2023. Whether it's uh, a boat cover... Maybe uh, some furniture you need recovered, office furniture you need recovered, gym equipment, whatever it happens to be, 
Our buddy Dwayne, D-U-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. He can do it. Make it look like brand new. Look like brand new. Save yourself a boatload of money along the way as well. And like I said, whether it's boat covers, bimini tops, uh, upholstery, you name it, awnings, gym awnings out in front of your business. Gym equipment, he can do it all. He can do it all, and he does it better than anybody right here in the state of Wisconsin. 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. That's Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That's Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Okay, I want to go I want to go through this. And you heard it. And then we're going to open up the phone lines here at the bottom of the hour. So, Matt LaFleur in his presser yesterday, he said, quote, it's basic install and communication errors. And then he gave credit to Tampa. Okay. He said, if I thought in, in response to firing Joe Barry, if I thought was the ba- that was the best solution today, then I'd make that decision. When you're having basic communication problems, then he goes on and rambles. He said it was poor communication. Starts with us. The coaching wasn't up to the standard. Again, it's our coaching. You hear it every week. Then he was asked, why retain Joe Barry if it's not getting through to the players? And he goes on to say some of the three third and four in the soft zone free completions, he said, yeah, we probably should have done a better job. Hopefully we can learn from that. Are you stupid? This is the crap we've been seeing all season. This is week 15, 16 now. This is why I get so upset. If if it's one or two things here, like this week's this cropped up, you know, we're going into week 16. If it was, well, this week we have this new guy back there and he didn't know this concept and we got to do a better job working with him. But this is calls, man. This is calls. They've now got guys like in college holding signs up on the sideline. Come on. Come on. You can't keep making excuses for a coach that can't communicate. This is what's been said very much below the surface behind closed doors by some of the guys in that locker room. One of the guys that said, hey, we didn't know what we were doing. He didn't come down. He didn't tell us anything. He just, you know, Rasul Douglas no longer here. No, 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 no. It's not because, that's not because Rasul spoke out. No, 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 no. But he's not here. Why retain Joe Barry if he's not getting through to the players? And then he said this, I went back and watched the film, and I'm as dumbfounded as you are right now. That's how I felt watching it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I appreciate the honesty. I do. But if that's what you come to the table with as the head coach, you don't have answers. Matt LaFleur, again, the only reason, if he would just say, look, which I don't think he can, but if he'd say something to the effect of, look, there, there's no alternative here. We're going to ride this out with Joe Barry, and we'll, we'll reevaluate our coaching staff like we do every year at the end of the season. Okay. Maybe they don't have another alternative to call plays. Okay, I understand that. But the, you can't make excuses for this guy. This is a business. Joe Barry knows it's a business. He's been fired before. Matt LaFleur knows it's a business. He could be on the hot seat. This is the boat anchor you are gripping onto like grim death that is just sinking. And everybody can see it, and everybody knows it. And when you go up there and you make excuses, 
like this on third and four. Well, yeah, that's, you know, those are some of those soft zone free completions. They were first downs. They kept moving the sticks. And it's stuff that we've been complaining about since week one. It's stuff that we complained about last year. This is not new. This is not a communication issue. This is the defense that's called. We've seen it. We've been watching it. This is what we were so frustrated with last year. This is nothing new, Matt. You've seen this before, and yet you don't have the ability to correct it, which makes me question your ability to be a leader. If you don't have the balls to go down and tell Joe, I'm not going down for you, you either get aggressive, put him at the line of scrimmage, a lot more man up, whatever it happens to be, but go down swinging. If you don't have the balls to do that, you don't deserve to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Then everybody was right that it was Aaron Rodgers covering your ass. And you were nothing more than a lame, you know, just a, a puppet. That's it. That's it. If that's the best you can do, and then when asked about Jair, well, it's a miscalculation, which, I, okay, I can understand that. Then he goes back to, well, the communications uh, uh, you know, fixes are the number one thing. You have to have all 11 guys on the same page. A handful of critical plays, there were communication issues. Come on, man. Come on. You can't keep giving credit to, be, to the other team and being out coached, and it's always communication. You, it's week 16, dude. It's week 16, 14 explosive plays against your craptastic defense and defensive coordinator. You can't always say it's communication. So either one, you're covering for a lack of talent on the field, which that's a goody issue, or two, you are completely, completely deflecting and shielding it from your guy. We can all see it. The heat is on. Sharks sharks are circling. Blood's in the water. It, the only thing that you can prevent is your own blood from being spilled. But you keep deflecting for this guy? Come on, man. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. I'm sorry. Matt LaFleur sounds like a moron at the microphone. He, he, he just, you can't defend this. Communication issues is what you talk about in OTAs and minicamps. And then when you get to training camp, that's when you put the polish on it. Then the first couple of games, you get some of the nuances, and off you go. We're in week 16, dude. Week 16. And you keep saying the same damn thing. And if I'm a guy in that locker room and my coach keeps saying it's communication – you know what? Guys have tuned you out. If it's communication, they've tuned you out, man. They're not listening to you. There's no threat. There's nobody being benched. With the injuries, not that you really can at this point, but if it's all communication, then they've tuned you out. And to me, then, you've lost your locker room. You deserve to be fired. You deserve to lose your job. That is just that, – that was a terrible – Terrible press conference. You know, I'd rather you pound your fist and throw everybody under the bus and say, it starts with me, I've defended this guy, it's communication, and I'm going to get in his ass. 
I'd rather you you go down swinging, but you're just going down like a vi- slowly sinking, like you're just going to very easily just submerge below the water and go away. Not going down swinging at all. 877-867-1670. I want to get your opinion on all of this, what you heard. I, I As I sat and listened, the, the, as a Packers fan, the more mad I became. Because that is not a leader of men. That is a guy hanging onto his job. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, Matt, do you hear yourself? Do you hear right. the things that exactly. you're saying? Do you, you're, exactly. You're complaining about this and that and the other thing, and this is bad and this was awful, but it's best for our team to keep this guy. It's like okay. You are making the uh-huh. case for your own firing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what he's doing. His own words are making the case for his own firing. And, and that's, that's just embarrassing. It's a guy who just, he's just flailing at this point, just throwing, throwing arms out, deflecting stuff instead of just, just taking it and, and saying, this is what's wrong. Yeah, it's communication, but you can't just keep saying that because that's the surface issue. What's the below the scenes, behind the scenes issue? You know, you can't keep going to the podium and saying, we got out coached. Okay, then you don't deserve to be a coach anymore. You keep getting out coached. Talk to you later. Go find another job. You know, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. We got your calls, your reaction next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you on board today. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on in this Tuesday. We'll get back to your phone calls coming up here shortly. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us. And also, upon further review, the podcast with our uh, buddy uh, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette as well. Pete, how you doing? Not too bad, Bill. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing okay. Um, give me your reaction to what you heard yesterday from Matt LaFleur. So, you know, right after the LaFleur's press conference on Sunday, I thought, man, he's leaving the door open to firing him, but push comes to shove, I don't think he'll do it. And then by the time I went to bed Sunday night, I kind of convinced myself, you know, maybe he will do it. And then he didn't. And I, I guess from what he said, my takeaway was, he he's unsure. He he thinks Barry. He's still better off with Barry than anybody else on his staff running the defense. That was, I guess, that was what I came away from it thinking. I I thought he should have let him go. I think he would have sent a really strong, important message to to the locker room and staff. Um, but he's in a play. You know, he they still have a shot at the playoffs. You know, legit shot and. So I guess I mean he's got to do what he's got to do. But I, if I were him, I would have I would have made the move for sure. I I what I heard yesterday, and I played it back just a, a couple of minutes ago. What I heard was a coach now flailing. Um, he, I mean, every week you can't go up and say we've been out coached because then at some point you go, okay, we need to find a new coach. I mean, just <laughs> you can't keep saying that. 
And then when he keeps talking about communication, look, we're week 16. Communication gets worked out in training camp and after the first couple of weeks. You can't keep saying the same thing, having the same problems. And then when asked specifically, look, third and four, and guys are lining up seven, eight yards off the ball, and they're completing easy complete. This was the stuff that drove people nuts last year, and it's still happening. I mean, it sounds to me like he's a coach who's flailing at this point rather than being emphatic on, hey, we're moving forward. Yeah, you know, actually, and that the that's a good point about last year and the and the guys playing off because that's that that's been a complaint and he's been asked about that stuff going back to last season, and also the communication issues. I mean, they've come up that this has come up a couple times earlier in the season, and he's said, you know, these are communication errors. We got to get this corrected so it doesn't happen again, and he said that again yesterday, and it's like, well. You know, it's already happened several times, so isn't that a coaching thing? And um, I, that's why I would I would have made the move. I mean, even if you know you're concerned about whether you have anybody on staff who could do the job any better, I still even if it's a concern, I'd still do it because I just think you need to send that message to uh, to everybody in the in the locker room and and to your coaching staff. I just think it would have been a a really powerful message and. Who knows? You know, if another bad game, and maybe he, maybe he'll he'll make the move if if they have another really bad defensive game. Well, it what, what's so interesting was they are are fighting for the top spot in their division and trying to win the top spot in the NFC. And Philadelphia made a change. They went to Matt Patricia. Now it didn't necessarily work last night, but they made the change to send the message. And this is a guy, like you said, they're still fighting for a playoff spot, and he's afraid to make the change. You know, the only thing that I can say, and I I asked Mike Clemens this yesterday, I said, who would you have take over if indeed Joe Barry was fired? And Mike didn't really have an answer for that. Maybe that's the only reason he's hesitating in in actually making a move. Yeah, that's that's what I'm – that's what – that was kind of my takeaway from uh, the press conference yesterday. That was was the thing that jumped out to me more than anything is he just doesn't think anybody else on staff – uh, is ready or could do it. Um, and I don't know who it would be. I mean, Jerry Montgomery is the one who's been there the longest. Now they've had all these problems stopping the run and he's the run defense coordinator. But on the other hand, the defensive line out of the three, uh, the three lines of defense, you know, the line linebackers and defensive backs, the defensive line played the hardest and had the best game this last game. So I don't know. I'm guessing he would. I'm thinking he would be the guy, but I I agree. I mean, I it sure sounded to me like he kind of wanted to do it, but he just didn't feel good about how he could replace him. But I still think he should have done it anyway. Uh, which we both agree on. I want to go to the offensive side of the football and what I've seen now two weeks in a row. I, there's been more than a few missed throws by Jordan Love, and he's still talking about hops at the top of his drop back and you know, some of the arm angles, and we get caught up in that stuff because when he does make a play, it's like, wow. I mean, the throw that he had to Jaden Reed and the toe tap in the end zone, that's amazing. But he's also missing some relatively easy throws on some quick out patterns that gives you first down and can move the sticks. I mean, was the the two or three games we saw in the middle of the season, was that an apparition? Uh, because what we saw prior to that and what we've seen after that just hasn't been that good. Um, I think what he's done, even um, even in the last couple of weeks, I think what he's done is a lot better than what he was doing early in the season. And you're right, he's he's still missing these throws, and the, the footwork is an issue, and it's got to be his project for the off season. I still think it's a tough thing. You know, I, I, a really really good basketball coach told me 30 plus years, or 35 years ago, that when 
you get in the heat of the battle and the pressure's on, guys revert to their old habits. That's why you have to ingrain really good habits in guys. And I, that's definitely the truth. And Love just has to drill this stuff and drill this stuff so it's just something he does automatically all the time so he's not missing throws like that one at the at the goal line. But my guess is this is correctable. I mean, I think it's something that he can improve on. And the one thing he's got is the arm talent. You know, and maybe these issues will still be a problem, you know, three years from now, and that's why he doesn't pan out and end up being a winning quarterback in this league. But I, I still think there's a lot to work with with this guy. And if I'm the Packers, I'm still feeling, you know, pretty pretty decent about uh, about him and um, about him, you know, being the guy at least going forward for a couple of years here and and giving him a run. What do you feel? they do with uh, him at the end of the season how big of a I mean I, I've heard anywhere from the Daniel Jones contract all the way down to let next season ride and don't make a decision until maybe mid-season what do you do with Jordan Love uh, at the end of the season in your opinion unless he craters um, in these last three games I'm giving him a offering him a really nice extension I can't remember what exactly what Jones got I'm guessing they you know they could probably get Love to bite for something, you know, that averages between 45 and 50 a million a year with a pretty substantial bonus, you know, like 60 mil or so. And the first couple of years of salary is guaranteed too. And the reason I do it, there's several reasons, but one is, you know, if he keeps playing better and he keeps improving, it only gets a lot more expensive and, and he's, he'd be more apt to really try to milk every dime out of it if he feels like he played well enough and you, and you don't extend him in the off season, if you try to do it during the season or after next season, you know, then, and, and he's playing well, you know, he, he's got the, he's got the leverage because you, you, you have to franchise him then. And that's a great starting point for negotiating a contract. If you're the player, especially a, a quarterback, and it sends a real message of stability to the, to the locker room, you know, Hey, this is going to be the guy going forward. I think guys, I get you get the vibe that guys really like him and feel you know feel pretty good about him, so that would be a good message to send. I get I get why you you know some people would be hesitant because if you do it and he doesn't pan out and you get more of a Daniel Jones kind of thing, then you're blowing a lot of money. But I think the risk is a little greater that he he'll play really well and then you've you know created uh, a lot bigger mess than than you needed to. So I. I personally, unless he craters in the last three weeks, I'd be pretty strongly inclined to to do something. They can't do it until May because that's when he did his last extension. You can only do one in a year, uh, one in a calendar year. But uh, I don't know. That's my thinking. You might disagree, Bill, but that's that's my thinking. No, I, I'm going to give him some kind of an extension. I just know that I'm not breaking the bank, um, not at this point, because like you said, if he craters out at the end of the season, it changes things. But if – some of the same issues continue to raise their head. And I'm thinking to myself, he had three really good games, uh, a good game against Chicago, and then had some really bad games along the way. I mean, it's not necessarily proven, so to speak. It's just a guy that, you know, can get some wins, has a lot of moxie, and I like that. But there's some issues there that definitely need to be fixed. We're talking with Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and also uh, host of the uh, Upon Further Review podcast. What do you make of Devon? Did you read Devondre Campbell's tweet today, by any chance? I did. 
Um, what do you What do you make of? I and mean, for those that didn't know, he said, "Not going out of my way anymore, and I'm not playing through the injuries anymore." Because when the blank goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everybody accordingly and giving them the same energy they're giving me. Focus on yourself and your mental 59. You owe it to yourself. So the thing I don't know is, is he talking about reaction that he's getting, treatment that he's getting from the coaching staff, or is he talking about, uh, you know, public criticism and media criticism? Do you know what he's talking about there? I don't. Uh, I I don't know if it's because obviously he was you know matched. Here's the thing: we all know he was matched up on Gawa numerous times. I'm not holding it against him because I think the matchup was poor to begin with. So to me, I'm not giving him you know crap for it because I would have never matched Devondre Campbell up on Godwin. So I'm I'm okay with that because I thought it was a bad move to begin with. Now. I take it more as maybe they're using it, you know, to kind of get in his rear end behind closed doors about not being able to keep up or or manage a guy like Chris Godwin. At least that's the way I'm taking it. That was that was my inclination too. I, you know, I just wondered if I maybe missed something that you know, some, a prominent story or something that where he was getting criticized. But that was that was my guess. And if that's the case, then uh, you know, he's we're starting to get some fracturing out there in the, in the locker room. And uh, that's, that's never good. No, I, I completely agree. And this is why I keep saying like, look, I, 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 Matt LaFleur sounded to me like a guy at the podium flailing, like he's trying to hang on to his job. It's not like being emphatic. It's not a Mike Tomlin, you know, this pounding the table, you know, type of machismo thing. This is a guy that's deflecting a lot of issues and keeps coming back to the, we got to coach, we got to correct that. That's the stand pat answer. I got to look at the film. And I, I get it. A lot of coaches say it. But at some point, you got you to gotta, you gotta bust out some honesty and say, look, these are some of the problems we're having. And, and this is something that I'm responsible for. But, you know, if Matt LaFleur is going to go down because Joe Barry is losing guys defensively, Rasul Douglas spoke out and he's gone. And they keep insisting it wasn't, you know, part of uh, anything that he had to say. But this was the guy that said, this guy comes down, flips things over, doesn't explain it, and we're all lost. Like, what the hell are we doing? This is something we've heard before, Pete. The only the only thing that um, that I'd push back on there is I don't think Lafleur's job is at all in jeopardy. Um, you know, even if they were to lose the last three, I think the only thing that could cost him his job this this off season is if there's a fracture in his relationship with the GM and the president. Um, and as long as, because I you know I think both of those guys know they put Lafleur in a really tough position by going as young as they did with both the new quarterback and, you know, at receiver and tight end. I mean, that just, that was even tougher than I would have guessed uh, going into the season. And um, so I, they know that and they've got to feel good about, you know, the, the development of the quarterback and how he's handling that. So I don't think his job is in jeopardy unless things fall apart between him and Gutekunst and, and him and, uh, and him and Murphy. So that's, you know, I really don't think he I, – I think he thinks there's nobody on staff who could do – who he trusts doing that job, which I think you could say is an indictment. Uh, I saw somebody who actually tweeted this, Tom Oates did, uh, used to work at the State Journal. It's an indictment of the, the staff that there's nobody who he thinks is – you know, could take over in an interim capacity um, where he'd feel good enough about it, where he, where he could make this move that he should make. Always great to talk to you, Pete. I appreciate it. And, uh, boy, the saga continues. God, what what the hell happens if they lose to Carolina on Sunday? Oh, my goodness. I, I know. it's uh, This this league is so week to week. Things. I mean, this season has turned a couple times over already.
who knows what's in store these final three weeks. Absolutely. Good stuff, buddy. I appreciate it, okay? All right. Thanks for having me, Bill. Always good talking with you. You too, buddy. Talk to you soon. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and the the, uh, the podcast that is upon further review that he does with Eric Baranchek. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he, like he said, it is, it is an indictment of the staff uh, and Tom Oates is true. It's an indictment of the staff. You don't have anybody else that can call plays and sitting up there and deflecting for a guy that is completely inept. And we all know it com- co- constantly with the same issues. It's, uh, it's now it, 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 to me, I don't think Matt LaFleur's job is in jeopardy. I agree with Pete. Should it be? I believe it should be. I believe it should be. I said at the beginning of the season, he's hanging on to that boat anchor. And if it goes down, it could take him down. And I think, listening to that, I would say Matt LaFleur's job should be in jeopardy. I would say it should be in jeopardy. Not making a move sends a clear message that ineptitude is okay. And you don't have any other option. So if people have you over a barrel... And have you by the balls because you don't have anybody better. They'll do whatever they want, and there's not a damn thing you can say about it. And that's a terrible place. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ho, 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 I need a window. Maybe it's cold outside. So where do I go? Ho, ho. Come on, Santa. Go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Now is the time to replace your leaky windows and doors. You and Mrs. Claus can get your new windows while putting no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. Unwrap this gift now, but pay for it later. More jingle that stays in my pocket. That's right, Santa. Plus, our elves install year-round and in as little as one day. Pella offers lines in luxurious wood to fiberglass and vinyl. Why not make a New Year's resolution today? That's the spirit, Santa. Pella now. Pay later. Absolutely. Put no money down, no payments, and no interest for up to 18 months. But you have to hurry. Offer ends December 31st. Schedule your free consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. See show for details. Offer ends friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake on Prospect Avenue. They just had their, uh, they had their, I think, no, I tagged it back. I think it's tonight is, no, it was last week. I'm sorry. Uh, was their customer appreciation party, but they do have some uh, other events going on out there. And if you just want to go out and take a load off and just uh, get away from the Christmas shopping, the hustle and bustle, go out and just say hi to a few people, hang out, get some good food, maybe a glass of wine. You're good to go. That's our friends at Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake right there in Pewaukee Prospect Avenue. As a matter of fact, tell uh, Sarah and everybody out there, uh, hello and Merry uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, Devondre Campbell, he tweeted out uh, just a little while ago, a few hours ago, 
He had said that uh, not going out of my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore, because when blank goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they're giving me, which to me, that's inside the locker room. Focus on yourself and your mental. 59, you owe it to yourself. It sounds to me like things, as as Pete Doherty put it, starting to fracture inside that Packers locker room. 877-867-1670. Coming up after the top of the hour, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to open up everything. I want to get your reaction to all this. It's been a jam-packed first hour. So, and you've you've heard everything from Green Bay. You've heard the excuses. We'll go over it again, uh, but I want to get your reaction to all of this as to the direction you think the, the organization is going. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. You can find me over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. Grant Bill's producing today, by the way, at Wisco Grant. We just got out on fire today. Just jumped right into the pool. Uh, Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us over on Facebook. Uh, dot com watch us live there simply the bill michael show youtube go to youtube.com slash bill michael show you can find us there spotify apple itunes google Podcasts, all those places as well and don't forget take us anywhere and everywhere on the zone app the zone madison the zone madison you can find us there as well devondre campbell speaking out matt lafleur yesterday saying basically he's not getting rid of joe barry that uh it's not in the best interest of the team in his opinion We'll go over everything he had to say one more time. But the phone lines are now yours. 877-867-1670. Hang in there. Want to get all of this. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.